baseball life. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Five minutes after the hour of 11. Welcome back. Hour number two. It's Miller and Condon. In about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, Tom Cakert on the Hawkeyes. In about 40 minutes, we'll give four of our listeners an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons. You can only play once a month. So if you played in the last month, whether you won or you didn't, you're ineligible. You have to sit out that uh, uh, time, uh, but you're welcome to try again once that month uh, has come and gone. Claxon's Barbecue coming up. Dave Sproul momentarily. Before we do that, NCMIC sponsors the program Farmers Markets this weekend. It's a busy one, as they are on Saturdays. Indianola is underway in the Warren County Fairgrounds. They open up tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. The folks over at Global Greens love this farmer's market. Trent, uh, they're at 3200 University Avenue in the uh, the uh, Des Moines campus of Lutheran Services. Uh, what else? Ankeny, Uptown Ankeny is underway. And I think that is it. So farmer's market... Uh, of course, the big one downtown. Yes, uh, here is going on as well. NCMIC sponsors all of our farmers market PSAs that uh, air on all of these iHeart stations. Dave Sproul, he'll be working tonight as Trent will. They've both got high school baseball. Dave Sproul will be in beautiful Altoona, Ames, and SEP. How are you, Dave Sproul? Very well. Looking forward to another trip down the Altoona Way. Well, uh, you've got it, whether you like it or not. What time's first pitch? Seven? <laughs> seven, exactly, yep. They're very strict about that. Substate time. You go at seven. <laughs> you go at seven o'clock. I like you it. You do not go at 7.02. Yeah. You go at seven o'clock. That's the way the high school playoffs are, too, yes, right? I mean, absolutely. They they are very strict mm-hmm. about that, so you got to be ready to go, make sure the national anthem's done, all those. And I'm going to guess, Dave, you got to stop at Claxon's on your way nice. through. There's your dinner idea for this evening. You know what? I hadn't thought about that. I'm glad you mentioned something there. So uh, that's, that's uh, it's on the table. Indeed. Well, uh, Iowa State, uh, part of Big 12 Media Days, they have come and gone for another year. It's just great to see the media and the players and the coaches all gathered, granted, in a massive, massive indoor setting. Uh, but uh, really good stuff in Iowa State, to no surprise, was a uh, one of the focal points uh, of, of Big 12 Media Days. And Dave, we both covered them, that they weren't, uh, to say the least, but uh, and rightly so, that they were this year. One, I know you weren't there, but um, nor were we, but some of your takeaways from what you heard, uh, whether they're Iowa State related or not, what came, what caught your attention? Nothing uh, terribly earth shattering, obviously, although I, I do find it interesting that the same question keeps coming up with Matt Campbell again and again mm-hmm. about why he's not in the NFL yet or why yeah. he's not at some other higher profile college job. But the thing you have to keep in mind at an event like this is that it's not the media that covers Iowa State. You know, regularly, who's there exclusively? It's uh, out-of-town reporters, national reporters, guys who haven't covered that storyline yet, so they all want it for their own bylines and their own stories. And so that the question comes up again and again. And I, don't, I know Iowa State fans get frustrated by it, but keep in mind the Big 12 media days for the more casual observers uh, of the programs that uh, 
you know, are outside the purview of the, the regular beat writers. So that, you know, it, it's, I understand the frustration because I sure like to move on from that story and get into, you know, actual football related stuff. But I, I understand why it keeps coming up too, because different reporters just have, you know, different perspectives. The weird part about it is there isn't a whole lot of football out there either. I mean, the questions as it pertains to you're talking about position groups, who's going to win this job, who's going to – you don't have that because basically everybody's back and there aren't a whole lot of questions Mike with this Gundy's team. Mike Gundy's mullet was a talking point or and, lack of yeah, in this case. And, and a bigger topic, I think, than a lot with <laughs> Iowa State because you know, you know who all these guys are. You know all the particulars. My question does remain, though, speaking of that, is the special teams – not just replacing Kenny Nwangu, who we've talked about a lot, but both the kicking game. Sally's back. They brought in the kid from Fordham who's got a monster leg. Can he make field goals? That's to be seen. And even the punting game, in a team that wins in the margins, special teams are big. Your thoughts on that? And I was a little bit surprised that didn't become much of a talker that I saw, at least out of Campbell. Yeah, and that, that'll probably come up during Iowa State's media day and during the, the preseason you know, uh, media sessions that the various uh, – uh, members of the coaching staff and the various players meet the media. And I'm sure we'll talk to some of those specialists down the line. So we'll probably hear about it in, in the weeks leading up to uh, the, uh, the opening kick. And I would not expect a definitive answer really as to what role each specific specialist will have, who will handle kickoffs, whether they'll, you know, use one kicker for shorter field goals and another kicker for longer field goals, or just go with one guy. Those are all on the table, but I wouldn't expect a definitive answer until maybe the week of the game, but it might not come until after that because this, this coaching staff isn't big on definitive answers. After all, they listed an injured offensive lineman as week-to-week for the entire season. <laughs> right. So we, we, we know that uh, there's no guarantee we'll get a definitive answer, but if we get one, it'll be closer to the the kickoff of game one. Hmm. You know, one of the talking points that I was kind of surprised about that came out of there, just because we watched Oregon take on Iowa State in the Fiesta Bowl last year, is the love for Tyler Shuck. And and maybe it was, you know, it wasn't he was terrible uh, when he played against the, the Cyclones defense in the Fiesta Bowl, but he didn't finish the game. I mean, they benched him and went to the senior Brown, uh, who was is, is more of a threat to run the football. Shuck's okay. Don't get me. I mean, don't. I don't want to. Uh, you know, come across as you know. This guy's way over his head. He's not. But I. I don't. I don't put him. I uh, hold him in the esteem that some of the seemingly um, writers that covered Big Twelve, especially in the state of Texas, have put him in. What were? What are your thoughts on Shuck, formerly at Oregon? We saw in the Fiesta Bowl now leading the Red Raiders. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to make a conclusion because we saw so little of Shuck for Oregon in that Fiesta Bowl game. But he was he was very he performed very well during most of the regular season. But it seemed like it's kind of tailed off, or maybe Brown you know elevated his game, or maybe there was something behind the scenes where he just wasn't jiving with Mario Cristobal and that coaching staff at Oregon. And maybe you know Could Matt be. Wells and yep. what yeah what Texas Tech wants to do offensively might be a better fit for his skill set. And he's got a great skill set. He's got the physical tools. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of a NFL prototype you know, size and stature kind of uh, player, and he's got a he's got a great arm. So maybe that whole, you know, the excitement there is, you know, it is it's something shiny and new to look at in a, in a league, as you pointed out, that has so much returning talent, there aren't a lot of question marks about who's going to start at this position for this team. And so there's going to be that kind of uh, talk about, you know, new new face in the, in the conference, playing in a team, you know, for a program that's, traditionally been high-powered on offense, puts up big numbers, and the guy with a lot of talent who might be 
you know, a really good fit there. So that that's probably all factors into the talk around him. Another uh, component that I thought was interesting, speaking of that quarterback position, Spencer Sanders was there for Oklahoma State. Remember last year, the buzz was about mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. A lot of people thought we were going to see Bedlam for the conference championship, mm-hmm. and we know that wasn't the case. Oklahoma State, a team that beat Iowa State, but they had a weird offseason. They had the Chuba thing that was happening there. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys? That has been the one program. Iowa State's had success against Oklahoma, success against Texas. Oklahoma State has been that thorn in their side. Your thoughts on the Cowboys overall and that matchup on 2021? Well, yeah, first and foremost, it's going to be interesting to see if the power of the mullet you know, diminishes <laughs> the power of the Cowboys well, uh, without uh, Mike Mike Gundy sporting that, that look uh, anymore. But uh, I think Sanders will probably be a better quarterback than he was last year. I saw some quotes from him out of Big 12 Media Days about, you know, he's feeling a little more comfortable now in that offense and has a better grasp of things and has been working on things, as you would expect a guy to do. So he, he's certainly going to be a guy in a position to elevate his game to the next level. Obviously, some skill guys are gone from from last year, but Oklahoma State always seems to be able to reload with one or two guys who really stand out at the Big 12 level. So I'm I'm fairly confident in saying they'll probably have some talent there for him to to throw to. And Oklahoma State, you know, is is the type of team that probably could be a dark horse kind of uh, you know Big 12 championship game pick if Iowa State slips a little, if the Cowboys can knock off the Cyclones, you know, just you know, edge them out in Ames and, and get a leg up in the Big 12 race that way. It's it's not inconceivable that uh, Oklahoma State could, could make some noise in this league uh, by the time it's all said and done. Dave, I think we're sleeping on Texas. You know, it's, it seems like it's um, the easy pick is right in front of our eyes and we, you know, we keep looking for that team and, and maybe it's just as simple as, as looking at Texas because they got athletes, they've got a new coach, they've got, you know, if, if Brees Hall's the best running back in the conference and going in, he certainly deserves to be so. But this Bajon Robinson is going to be a star. Uh, he's a year behind Brees Hall. They've got two quarterbacks, Casey Thompson being one of them, who led them in the Alamo Bowl uh, when Ellinger got hurt. I think we're sleeping on Texas, Dave. You know, it's interesting you put it that way, Ken, because uh, – Texas is always a center of attention at an right. event like Big 12 Media Days because everybody's waiting to see, is Texas back? That's always the yep. question that comes up. And the answer by the end of the season is no. No. And <laughs> now, of course, you know, they're not back because they got a new coach and they're, you know, and they got a new coach because they underachieved under the previous coach. They're, you know, their recruiting rankings and the talent they get are always among the best in the country, but they don't have the results that re- reflect that on the field. So the question always is, can they put it together? Do they have the right coaching staff in place to actually develop that talent? And we don't know because it's a new uh, staff. We know Sarkeesian did really well as offense coordinator at Alabama. Mm-hmm. But again, you're talking about a, a whole different level of talent. I mean, you talk about having the best of the best. That's what Alabama is going to give you on the field. But can you translate that? It sounds like he's going to build that offense around Bijan Robinson. Seems like the smart move. Yeah. And for what we saw from the, you know, the quarterback you mentioned for Texas, he showed some flashes certainly in that in that bowl game. But we don't know how consistent he can be and how he'll face the week in and week out pressure of, of playing in the Big Twelve and the week in week out pressure of playing for Texas. So I don't know if if sleeping on Texas is the right term because we're obviously everybody in the Big Twelve and nationally even. They're going to be keeping close tabs on how Texas develops and whether they are back. And uh, the fact that right now they're not expected to be among the top three, two or three in the Big 12, I think is kind of fitting. They certainly have that potential, but we just don't know with, with all the new faces in place whether they're going to get to that, uh, that elevation. 
Big 12 refs, they have their own Twitter handle. They are a thing. <laughs> so yesterday, we get to hear from the uh, the coordinator of officials. And the biggest thing to it, come oh, out of that... For years, it was Walt Anderson. Who is it now? Do you know? Uh, the guy's name is Greg Burks. Okay. And the question was, horns down. Is that going to lead to yeah. a flag? It's become a thing here. And it almost felt like now, this is a bigger deal. Just because the question it's was asked... True. And now everyone's thinking, can you do horns down? Are you going to get a flag for it? And he said, probably. Didn't even get a definitive answer out of it. What a wild set of circumstances. Yeah, and there's there's another one of those questions that seems to come up every Big 12 media days. <laughs> what what are the what is you know what's the emphasis going to be for officials, and how much of that is going to be focused on taunting and sportsmanship? And then you get down to and you have this very specific thing that Texas does to celebrate. Which responds, you know, leads to a response of a very specific thing that opponents can do to get in their face and taunt them and, and show them up a little bit. So, yeah, we've seen circumstances where, you know, using the hands down has resulted, uh, the horns down has resulted in a penalty. And sometimes I think it was a, a Baylor game where one player flashed the horns down and got a penalty and another player flashed the horns down and didn't, or maybe it was West Virginia, I can't remember, but there, there hasn't been consistency even within singular games as to how that is adjudicated. So I wouldn't expect any more clarity going into this season when it comes to whether using that specific hand gesture or, you know, what it, when it comes to other uh, specific sportsmanship, you know, taunting type uh, actions, what is or is not going to be a penalty. And as much as you want to try to get clarity, you just don't know because each game has its own kind of personality, its own kind of tenor that says, all right, well, the officials might think we, we kind of have to tighten this up because we don't want it to get out of control and have these incidents, you know, mar the game and lead to something more physical that could be really embarrassing for everybody involved. Or maybe whether the, if it, if they just see this trash talking that won't go over the edge, then maybe you let it go a little bit and you got to take those really on a game by game level. And, if you expect any sort of consistency out of any group of officials at any level, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Uh, here's today's still skill testing question for you two knuckleheads. I so if you go to the ESPN.com, you click on Iowa State schedule. The mm-hmm. twelve games are there, and on the far right, there's you can purchase tickets by clicking on. Mm-hmm. It takes you to Vivid Seats. What game of the twelve has the highest ticket price as we sit here today? Dave Sproul, you are first. I got to go with Iowa. Okay. I know it's obvious, but I got to go with that. All right. Trent Condon? I would think to go obvious, but since Dave took it, I'll go Iowa State, Oklahoma. You're both wrong. What? You're both wrong. Iowa is the second most expensive ticket. The most expensive get in the door Iowa State Ah. ticket this year is UNLV. UNLV. What what are they going for right now? 206 bucks. You can go to Cyhawk for a buck 92, according to Vivid Seats. I guess that's ESPN's ticket partner, but uh, get into Allegiant Stadium. Are they not opening the upper deck? Did I read that, Dave? Do you know if the if the right now it's all lower bowl at Allegiant? Have you seen? Have you seen that? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I, I had a good, good answer for that. I've, I've heard both sides of it have too. You? Yeah, initially that's what I heard though. Is it they was weren't just going lower to. bowl only, yep. right? And then there was talk maybe they are because they saw the demand. But I hadn't seen anything definitive either. 206 in the door to see UNLV get crushed by Iowa State. Good stuff. Dave Sproul, and, uh, have a good call tonight. Ames and Southeast Polk on 1430 KASI. First pitch is at 7. Here you can hear uh, Valley and Sioux City West. Sioux City the West. Wolverines, my wife's alma mater. 
Oh. She's going to be rooting against the Tigers tonight. She doesn't care. No, she probably no. doesn't. Does she even know they're playing? No. Didn't think so. Dave, thank you, buddy. Good to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, pal. Dave Sproul, KSI, 1430 on the AM dial. AIM Southeast Polk tonight. That's where you can hear the game if you are so inclined. We're inclined to give somebody a chance to win $1,000. By the way, Tom Cakert coming up in about five minutes on the Hawkeyes. Claxon's Barbecue in about 25 minutes. Another opportunity to win. But right now it's time to go for the green. You can win $1,000 here on KXNO by texting the keyword BANK to 200-200. That's BANK to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Right, Tom Caker joins the program next. Miller and Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. And our marketing and communication services can help you promote your facility business. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you and your better systems. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. All in one. KGuard Iowa provides the largest, longest lasting, most durable, clog free gutters available. Matched with excellent installation and customer service. And I can say that because I have KGuard gutters on my home. The KGuard Iowa team is devoted to providing customer service, expert workmanship, clog free gutter systems, and a friendly experience, all at an affordable price. Visit the website kguardiowa.com and they'll provide you a free estimate. KGuardIowa.com. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back. Pink Floyd a little anxious. Yeah. Be a part of the program. Button. They're right next to each other because they're always Friday staples. They, indeed they are. And I was talking to Tom and we were talking about Vegas. And I clicked the wrong button. Is he envious? He might be heading out there the week after we're there. Nice. Why wouldn't he? Uh, that's great stuff. Let's get Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com in here. He'll be in Indianapolis when we're in Las Vegas. But sounds like yep. you've got a trip planned, Tom Caker. Well, maybe. We're, it's, it's very preliminary right now. But I, you know, I haven't really, like, taken like a true vacation um since i took two days after the holiday bowl that was it that, that was, was the last it. time i took a vacation Jeez. so and that stadium is no i mean you can't there's no signs left of qualcomm did you know that it's completely gone they've removed they, they've yeah. torn it down and they and everything has been removed from the site it's just a it's just a space that's sad that was a Last, uh, yeah, last event there. I think wasn't you're it? right. You're 100 percent right. Uh, Qualcomm. Stadium. And it was a dump. It was a dump. Uh, now I never was there. Is it? Was it that bad? 
I mean, concourses. Oh, what, what, gotcha. what made it bad? Yeah, it was just it was so old, yeah. and then even like the 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 screen, the technology where the replays were and everything, it looked like it was something out of like a 1980s video <laughs> game, like an Intellivision game or something. Jeez, it was just. It was bizarre. Yeah, they knew they were going to leave, and they didn't spend any money and just let it uh, kind of go to pot. Well, uh, Tom, lots of ground to cover with you and excited that you are here. So Big Ten Media Days next week. When uh, when will Ferentz speak? Any idea? We're trying to figure out here if Trent and I can air it during our show as we were able to do with Matt Campbell earlier this week. When does Ferentz talk? Boy, I they sent out the schedule, and I can't remember when it is, but it's um, his his portion on the the um up on the the stage i think is mid to late morning um so there's a chance somewhere around 10 so maybe all right because you know normally if if memory serves seemingly he's always one of the first to go you know and it's the second day and everybody's got cobwebs from the night before and you're trickling in during it didn't that seem to be the case to you tom i know there's been a couple of those years yeah there's been a couple of them. So he's on the second day for sure. And I, I think he's like the fourth guy. Third guy. He'll Third be guy. he'll be up at ten thirty our time. Bang. Is when we'll close. get to get Kirk. Yeah. Close. Indeed. After Shiano and Mel Tucker. So you'll have a little time to get that sleep out of your eyes, Tom, and get a couple of aspirin in you before you're ready to go. I think you and I will probably need a couple too because <laughs> we're going to be at Circa the night before and during our show next week. So looking looking forward to that. So I guess, Tom, um, you know, what, what do you think the big takeaway? Um, name, image, likeness apparently was not a big topic in Dallas, which is good because I would have got sick of hearing, you know, one after another being asked that. What do you think uh, will be the big topic in the Big Ten um Regardless of school, what do you think the media is going to hone in on? Boy, that's a good question. I think name, image, and likeness. I think, um, you know, I wonder if it's going to be, is it Ohio State and everybody the, else. the rest of the league? Yeah. And I think that might be a theme that, that starts getting out there because um, – it kind of feels like that's what it is right now, <laughs> it sure doesn't does. it? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Tom, every time I we have a Hawkeye conversation, it seems to really center around the quarterback spot. I think some of us, myself included, I just don't know if it's ever going to happen for Petrus. There's just too many moments that I remember from last year that stick in my mind. In pocket presence, I don't think that's something that can be coached out of you. And I don't think I ha- he has it from what we saw last year. I know he's done a lot of work with that guy in Jersey. I believe you've mm-hmm. talked to him, Tom. So fill us in a little bit more about that relationship and some of the things that Petrus has been working on this offseason. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. I think there's some of that... Um kind of just an inherent battle that you can't unsee what you've seen. Um, and, and I'm, I'm just not sure Iowa fans, even if they saw it are going, are they're going to wait until something bad happens as they see, I told you, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, uh, how it'll be. But I talked to Tony Raciope who's worked with them and he worked with them this spring, got in touch with them actually last year because he was working with Nate Stanley and, um, and he and Spencer kind of just talked a little bit last year and then he's gone out there twice and he uh, basically and and spencer we talked to him this week and basically what they've worked on is just you know what quarterbacks want to know is why is your throw high why is it low why is it this side or that side they want to know why you know what you can correct to put it right in the middle and that's kind of what both of them said they've worked on is just trying to hone in on that um you know and again this work is being done here's the thing i always come back to because 
is being done. Uh, no helmet, no pads, right. no nothing. Just nope. you're you're out there and you're just throwing the football around. So it's not like there's pressure. There's not like there's uh, you're throwing it over a defensive back. It's just uh, one on zero kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, you know, when, if he doesn't use that, what was it, trend? Pro Football Focus mm-hmm. that he was ranked 112th out of 130. Tom, that that was an unfair ranking. He, he's better than he is, isn't he, Dallas? Is, mm-hmm. No, really. I think so. Uh, I think I, I think he is, Tom. We saw glimpses. He was way better at the end. Now, what's unfortunate to him uh, is he lost the game against Michigan. And the game against Mizzou, the bowl game, he didn't have those two opportunities. And it seemed like his game was headed in the right direction just prior to that. Um, I, I think that I think the offseason would have had a whole different tenor had he been able to play in those. I, I think there's some truth to that, but I just think um, just knowing the Iowa fan base, they're stuck on those first two games. Mm-hmm. They just are, and they're stuck on throws in, in different games and um, and they just, they've just decided, they decided he wasn't the guy. Mm-hmm. The, the Iowa fans have just kind of made that decision. Now, can they change that decision and can he, he, uh, shake them up that? Yeah, can. I'm just, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's a lot of pressure on this kid. And, um, you know, I hope he comes, he's a great kid and I hope he comes out and he does well. But, um, you know, it's those first two games are going to decide yeah. a whole lot about the Iowa season. And Spencer Petras as a quarterback. There's ever a season you need a preseason game. Mm. Certainly feels like this way. Yeah, Indiana's not a preseason game. This would be one of them. Tom, a lot of basketball from yesterday. I know you got a chance to talk to a lot of the guys. I know we've talked about uh, my affinity to Tony Perkins. I'm excited about him. Looked thinner. Certainly in in the video that I saw you shoot there at HawkeyeReport.com. I'll just open it up and some takeaways that you had from the squad, guys coming back from injury, and a lot of cleanup injuries it felt like. Yeah. Um, you know, Trent, the, the guy who's getting the most buzz is Tony Perkins. I mean, yeah. every guy that I've talked to, what's the who's the one guy that's really kind of jumped out? Oh, Perk, oh, Perk. You know, it's mm-hmm. just Perk, Perk, Perk over and over again from different guys. So. He's definitely got a lot of buzz. He does look leaner, but you know, that's the weird thing is for some of these guys, we never saw them in person really last year where you stand up next to them and size them up a little bit and kind of, you know, get to see how big they are because we were at that distance all last year. So we never had one-on-one interviews or face-to-face interviews. So it's just, it's so different to see them in that light now because, you know, it's better. for me it was like the Murrays because I've known Chris and Keegan for a long time when they were in high school and, you know, from freshman year of high school on pretty much. And just to see how big, bigger and more physical they are now, it's just it blew me away when we got to talk to them a couple of weeks ago. But a lot of cleanup um, with the injuries. Joe Toussaint ankle he said he's feeling better Aaron Eulis just got cleared from a wrist uh he had a torn ligament in his shooting hand uh in his wrist so um he's feeling a lot better now and he's back out on the court the uh Iowa basketball twitter at the uh, Iowa hoops I saw they put something Jordan Bohannon a statement from him uh he's got he's going to have a different role this year Tom and he's accepting that and I think he has to uh but it was good to see that they, they made that clear uh and cleared up any I guess um misinformation out there as to what Bohannon's role is going to be this upcoming season yeah he's a two guard now yep. and um I think he got talked about before with Fran, but, but Jordan talked a little bit about it uh, yesterday, just how we he went to, and, and Joe Toussaint talked about it, how 
when Jordan decided to come back, he went and he called Joe Toussaint and said, look, it's your team, your show, you're running things. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, uh, um, you know, what his role, you know, what, what Jordan's role is going to really be. I mean, but I think he's going to be a two guard and, and that's kind of what Jordan said he wants to be. It's, uh, you know, it's Joe's team and we'll see what it's like late in games though. I just, you know, that's when I wonder what, if it's going to look a little different and, um, Iron Eulis even said that he's he's interested in playing with Toussaint, so having them both out on the court together, and Eulis playing a little bit of the two guard. So they got a lot of interchangeable pieces. I'm curious about this team to see how what they can be um, this year. But uh, it's it's an interesting team. I don't know how good they're going to be, but mm-hmm. I I'm interested. First look at Rivy Mulvey, the uh, youngster that came in a year early. Uh, I saw one of your notes on Hawkeye Report talking a little bit about him, uh, Big Josh O, trying to get some minutes there, and what the plan is for Rabraka. What do you look at inside for the Hawks this year? Yeah, the, um, he uh, he said that uh, Fran has told him that Rabraka came in and he's going to be the uh, um, the the post guy, and it'll be he and Keegan at the four and five, and and uh, that's what they're going to do. Uh, but then it's it's a gun delay and, and Riley Mulvey fighting for minutes at the four and five there, uh, more like the five, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. He said, I go, is there a Big Ten, a welcome to the Big Ten moment for you? And he goes, yeah, in practice when <laughs> Josh Gundelay laid, laid his shoulder into him and just, you know, kind of knocked him back. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. That's uh, that's good. Well, Tom, uh, we will uh, get with you prior to Indianapolis, uh, knowing that you're going to be very busy on Friday with Iowa in the spotlight on Friday. Maybe we should uh, uh, bump you up to Thursday, but we'll talk before then. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you sure. coming on. Yeah, you guys have a good time out in Vegas. Yeah, count on it. Thanks, pal. Good to talk to you. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com, as we talk a little Hawks. Uh, There is a little bit of Cubs news from John Heyman, uh, from a longtime baseball insider. This is from his Twitter account. While Chris Bryant, Craig Kimbrell, and other Cubs are on the block, there are signs the Cubs will try to lock up Javier Baez and Anthony Rizzo before talking trade. So, if they can get it done, sounds like they will. If Baez and Rizzo do not come to an agreement or have an agreement in principle that may not get announced until after the season because that's Rizzo's wish, um, then then maybe Rizzo and Baez join Bryant, Kimbrell, and the other Cubs that are rumored to be uh, on the block. But there's interest, according to John Heyman, to keep Baez and Rizzo. I hope they do. I get if they didn't. I mean, I, I hope Rizzo stays a Cub. Yes. One of them has to stay a Cub, right? Rizzo's the one that I agree. You have to do. Yep, I'm with you. When they back, lowballed back him, or not, back problem or not. When they lowballed him to offer, though, did that make the chance of a hometown discount? Probably down? so. Yeah, yeah, probably so. But you have to have, I think, one of those 2016 staples. Mm-hmm. And Contreras still there, but, but for how long? That's just it. Yeah. Because he has another year before he's one more year eligible right. for a free agency, so. and Bryant's walking out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of them already gone. We know Schwarber's already gone. Jason Hayward, you like from to be gone, but <sighs> can't get rid of that. Uh, anyways, we will do this right now. Unbusying the phone lines. The first four callers at two eight four five nine six six. 
284-5966. If you tried when we were talking about the Cubs, we purposely had the phone lines busy, but they're wide open right now for the first four of you. 284-5966. You cannot have played in the last 30 days. That's a no-no. Commissioner Condon, if he finds you, You're he'll out. toss you out. We've got four games, props type of things. If you get the most right, you will win a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 We can tell the four of you if you're getting a ring right now. Be patient. You are in. TC will get to you. Uh, the others will have to wait until next week. It's Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 102. Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renter's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at renter's warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renter's Warehouse guy, he lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renter's Warehouse guy lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renter's Warehouse guy, he sleeps. Sleep soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free rental price analysis at Renner'sWarehouse.com today. That's Renner'sWarehouse.com today or call 515-528-4429. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowa since 1993, from basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects. Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at Wolf. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at Graphite GR. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live. Lopi.com. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Time for Claxons. Claxons Barbecue. They've uh, been providing barbecue to their customers in Altoona. 
and surrounding area, and it's worth the drive wherever you are uh, within the listening audience. Uh, they're at 3131 8 Street Southwest in Altoona. They're right beside the south entrance to Prairie Meadows. Claxon uh, BBQ online, claxonbbq.com. Andy and the staff there, over 25 years in business, have stood the test of time in the restaurant business. Ronnie, Matt, Jason, and Brad, we will give you four questions. You give us four answers. A clue you in on the tiebreaker right now. It's unfair, but I'm blaming Condon for this one. It's a great one. <laughs> the the tiebreaker, shots on goal in Canada-USA soccer. USA! USA! <laughs> Not Take that, you Canadian. <laughs> Careful, I'll sing the anthem. <laughs> Mine, not yours. I wonder if I could. Um, I think so. Uh, Shots on goal. That's combined. Closest without going over. We can also tell you that we tried to find a better series than Cubs Diamondback, but there's rain everywhere. There is. Uh, Ronnie is up first. Ronnie, welcome to Miller & Condon. Ronnie, how are you? Doing pretty good. Good, Ronnie. You know how to play this. Welcome back. Suns are are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Milwaukee on Saturday night. Who do you want? Phoenix. Houston and the White Sox have a big three-game series this weekend in Chicago. Who do you want in that one? White Sox. Cubs, Diamondbacks in Arizona. Who wins the three-game series? Cubbies. I can tell all of you right now that Colin Morikawa and Jordan Spieth, two Americans, are nine under. They lead the U.S. Open, the U.S. Open, the British Open. Will an American win the Open Championship, Ronnie? No. Here's the tiebreaker. Closest without going over. Canada and USA will combine for how many shots on goal on Sunday in soccer? Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, Twelve. Twelve it is, Ronnie. Good as uh, good as any. Appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, Trent, I don't know if I lost uh, whoever was on line two or not. Oh, okay. Um Go to line three. I, I will. It could have been my uh, error. I apologize. I know Jason is standing by. Jason, welcome to Claxons. Jason, how are you? I'm good, Ken. How are you? Good to hear from you, Jason. Uh, Suns uh, are a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bucks. Give me the Suns. Astros, White Sox. Who will win that series? The Cheetan Astros. Mm-hmm. Cubs, Diamondbacks. Who will win that series? Cubs. U.S. Open. Uh, you, I'm kind of going to get this right yet. Will a U.S. <laughs> will a, will an American win the Open Championship? No. And shots on goal. Uh, Canada versus U.S. Closest without going over. Oh, geez. Uh, Fifteen and a half. Fifteen and a half. You will take it. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Thanks, good to hear. Have a good weekend. I love the anger of everybody with my ridiculous tiebreaker question. It this is, week. It's a difficult one. Uh, Matt is back with us. Matt, was that on? Was that on uh, my mistake, or did you? Did you have phone shoot crash? No, uh, it's my, I'm, I'm traveling and going into a tumble right now. So. Uh, I'm coming to the top of a hill, but hopefully... Well, stay there, because you're cutting in and out. (laughs) The Suns are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Milwaukee. Uh, Suns. Astros or White Sox? Who wins that series? Uh, White Sox. Cubs-Diamondbacks. Who wins that three-game series? Diamondbacks. Does an American win the British Open? No. Tiebreaker, Canada, USA will combine for how many shots on Sunday afternoon? Is that uh, men or women? Uh, men. Men. 
Yeah. Uh, not many. Uh, nine. Nine it is, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate it. Drive safe. Thank you. And uh, Brad brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hi, Brad. Hey. Uh, Phoenix is a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Milwaukee on Saturday night. Who do you want? Milwaukee. Houston or the White Sox? Who wins the three-game series? Uh, White Sox. Cubs-Diamondbacks, who wins the three-game series? Cubs. Does an American win the British Open? Uh, Yes. Shots on goal is the tiebreaker. Canada versus USA, Sunday afternoon from Kansas City. Total shots on goal, closest without going over, Brad. 16. 16. Thank you. Yep. Good to hear from you. Thank you to Claxons. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. All right, so why did you come up with this, and what what is a good answer to that tiebreaker? I have no idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that's, to it's be not football honest. season, so right, right. the answer. And this is what we're going, and we're looking for different angles and different things, and this last month, you know how deep I've been yeah, into the soccer. Yeah, you've been betting it. Well, I, I, I watched it a lot. I watched it again last night. I mean, just complete mismatches in both of those matches yesterday. Canada, who I think is ranked like 60th in the world in the FIFA rankings. I was going to say, I don't think we're very good. No, they're not. U.S. is 30th, something like that. Okay. But these countries that comprise of the Gold Cup. So, of course, we saw Euro. That is the best of the best as it pertains to these regional tournaments. Next is Copa, which is going on at the same time. That's South America. And then we get up to us. CONCAF is what we're known as. And it's us. And something called Martinique, as the U.S. played last night, and <laughs> mm-hmm. Haiti, and the Dominican, and Canada, Mexico. I mean, more than likely, it's going to come down to the U.S. and Mexico again. And I hope we get that, because it's, yeah, it's usually yep. really, really compelling, mm-hmm. physical, and talking to people that have been to those matches. I've talked to a few, not even soccer fans, but one reason or another happened to be at one, since it's as good of a sporting event as they've ever mm-hmm. been to in their life. I've had multiple people tell me that, just how good it is to beat to USA versus Mexico. you got to be careful. Depending on where it is, there's also some ugliness that we've seen. But same thing in a football game, right? Yeah, ugliness no, can come out there. Certainly too. can be. All right, we are running out of show. The weekend is certainly upon us. Not for you. You've got some work to do tonight. Mm-hmm. High school baseball. What time do you take the air? Uh, probably about six fifty-five. Get a okay. couple of minutes as Emery will be finishing up here in the six o'clock hour. So we'll get on a couple minutes early. Get you the starting lineups and away right at the top of the hour, seven o'clock. Valley trying to punch their ticket into the sub-state semifinals. And then Monday, we will be right back on the air with those games on Monday night. Sub-state semifinals. Wednesday, the final round of the sub-state. And then the state tournament the week after that. Iowa City again for classes 3A and 4A. Mm-hmm. Carroll for 1A and 2A. Should be a lot of fun as we get ready for state baseball. Just a different way this year. Yeah, indeed it is going to be different. Will they get back to Principal Park? I think so. It's yeah. proving to be a little bit more difficult before... Major League Baseball took over the scheduling for minor league baseball. They had a lot more flexibility. And they could basically they say, could ask. we need this whole right. 10 days off and be on the road there. Now, they don't have that same kind of flexibility. So you know, does that lead to maybe instead of eight teams making it to a state tournament, it's just four? Mm. Or you only play the championship games at, at Principal Park. Now, that's something I think people could grasp, too. Right. Where I mean, you, you want to pl- give more kids an opportunity. I get that. And still play the quarterfinals at these cool stadiums mm-hmm. that are around. Next year, maybe the Field of Dreams wow. field would be available. 
You could play a quarterfinal, um, semifinal there. By the way, Field of Dreams, if you want to win tickets, are, no, if you want to win an opportunity to buy tickets. A lottery system. It's a lottery, right? And we don't know what the price is, but you go to the Des Moines Register right now. I think that's where you sign up. I know the information is there. The info's there, yeah. It's the MLB.com slash tickets. And if you just Google Field of Dreams, the ticket link will be there, gotcha. too. Gotcha. And the only people that can win these are people with an Iowa zip code. Which is awesome. Which is tremendous. Absolutely love it. you got a week to sign up. It ends mm-hmm. next Friday. Uh, but get on it, I'd say, right now. I don't know if the server crashed at 9 o'clock when it went live. I wonder but if it did. I know a lot of people were very, very interested in getting their hands on those ducats. And I'm going to do the same thing, right? It can't hurt. It's an opportunity. Right. What do you think the ticket price is going to be? 200 oh. a pop? 250 it's not like there's a bad seat. Seats eight thousand, right? Or would they do? Would they, would they make it more reasonable for everybody? I don't know, Trent. That's a good. I, you know, I, I would be surprised if it's that high. Really, I think you could clearly get that. Yes. Um. Well, we'll, we'll see. But it, it has not been announced. We can announce right now. The Murph and Andy will be by in an hour and five minutes, and then the Fanatics at three tomorrow morning. The KXNO pregame. That's the Saturday morning local show. Sean Roberts. Zamora, Justin Miller, they get on their way at 8 a.m. We appreciate you being here with us. We're Miller and Condon. We take over every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.